there and welcome back to the Medtime Stories podcast. My name is Ashvin Sharma. And I'm Tom Thorne. And today we're talking about clinical skills. So talking about our experiences with clinical skills, our own stories about clinical skills, and also maybe we can give some tips as well about uh, clinical skills. But um, before then, just a bit of a catch up. So uh, how's your how's your placement going and everything? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I'm on I'm on psych, psych and neuro still. So um, it's quite different. Um, it's been good though today. Like I... Um, I got to experience kind of patients that have quite um, quite acute problems, and so it was quite interesting to see how they are dealt with. Um, and that's not um, not something I've ever ever seen before. So seeing patients who are kind of uh, kept in a yeah. in a more controlled environment is something that I found quite interesting actually, and um, it really brought home the realities of um, of my placement to me. I mean, I, obviously I can't say where it is, but it's um, it's yeah, it's. That, that got me really interested actually um and really kind of it made me think about psychiatry a lot more and how how psychiatrists deal with patients which i yeah i really enjoyed um <clears throat> but yeah it, it's weird though because we're kind of we're sat in my room today recording and i've, I've just i've just moved it round. so uh <laughs> we just sat like a kind of like trying to face each other at my desk which is yeah. a bit weird but yeah how's your week been mate yeah it's all right just settling into the um intercalation um yeah which is different to medicine a lot um i mean i've I've got yeah it's a lot different i've got um monday and wednesday's off so had a nice day off um yesterday got a day off tomorrow yeah um but it's different man like you have to it's a different style of learning and like even though like the hours are less like you kind of feel like oh there there are like a lot of things to do um content wise it's it's i'm enjoying it a lot um a lot obviously different to what i do in medicine um but yeah man it's a nice break nice break getting to do other things as well Uh, so what have you been doing with your free time then so I mean I've been playing a bit of cricket um a lot getting getting back into it so I think yeah. all the rust has come off now so I'm getting back into the flow. Yeah man honestly when you bowled against me earlier in the week I was like <laughs> Jeremy you know, I played county cricket but I was like I didn't expect the pace I I someone who's never played cricket before I was I was I was genuinely impressed I was like whoa like that's quick and you were like oh that's my spin I was like oh no. Yeah so we we we, we like Tom like basically cuz you you haven't played much cricket, so we went to the park. But I've not played any cricket. Played any cricket. <laughs> so we went to the park, and I was just like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll bowl a bit to him. Yeah. And then there's just this, this this guy just comes up to us, and he goes, can I field? And then we're just like, oh. I was just like, oh, we're just practicing we're batting. Just, we're just practicing batting. So it was kind of like a, a polite no, wasn't it? <laughs> but he still just comes up, and he starts fielding, starts giving him tips. He was quite nice, to be fair. He was a nice guy. He just started giving me tips for absolutely everything. Yeah. The oh, weird so- thing was, though, is he had two other friends with him, like, behind were us. Were they his mates? Yeah, I think they were his mates. Because they, they, were, they were the wicket keepers, weren't they? They were um, really wicket keeping though. They spent uh, most of the time trying to take a photo shoot of each yeah. other from behind the wicket. It's quite weird. Like it's like you know when you're like ten or eleven and you've got a, a phone with a camera on for the yeah. first time, and they were just there like taking photos of each other uh, from like a foot above the ground, like low angle shots to make each other look taller. They do like catwalks <laughs> and stuff. It was so weird. <laughs> it's proper weird. And, uh, and there's just this guy, and he just he just had this bright pink rucksack on, and he's just getting photo shoots of his, his bright pink rucksack just in the middle of this random park yeah. in... Uh, yeah, in Birmingham, it was it was it's quite it's quite an odd odd look, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, and I was just trying to I was just like trying to get to know him, like ask him questions and stuff. And I was like, oh, do you like this person? Do you like that person? This like, is no. this is not the guy doing the photo shoot. No, he no, didn't this in, is the interrupt guy. the artistry of the photo. No, shoot. this is the guy who joined in with us in the cricket. I was like, no, I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy. And I was just like, all right, okay. Who doesn't he like? Doesn't like Virat. Doesn't like Virat. Doesn't like MS Dhoni. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's been good fun. Um, 
So yeah, today talking about clinical skills, but before we do, I'd just like to say um, thanks for the response to um, the previous episode. We really appreciate it. Um, and if you can, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, leave a rating and wherever you are listening to, um, just spread the word and and so as many people can listen to it as possible. Yeah, so on Instagram, we're at Medtime Stories Podcast and on Twitter, we're at Medtime Stories. Uh, also, our Gmail is stories.medtime at gmail.com if you want to send us any of your stories or any questions or any concerns that you have and also if you want to follow us on spotify because i know some of you listen on spotify actually most of you listen on spotify from what we can see so if you want to give us a follow and be updated whenever a new episode drops yeah feel free to do that so yeah today we're talking about uh, clinical skills so we thought it'd be a good time to talk about clinical skills because obviously people have started placement about you know about four to five weeks into placement Mm. Um, you have a lot of opportunities to do clinical skills. Um, we're not counting examinations uh, in this, although that is kind of part of clinical skills. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit weird though, because from from what I gather from talking to like the doctors, like it's different at every uni. Like some people, like you just have to do a skill once and get it. Like basically, the way it works is that when you're at med school, you don't get these are not examined. Although sometimes they're examined in like OSCEs and in, in your exams, you have to do a certain number of skills throughout the year. Like you have to take blood a certain number of times. You got to put like cannulas in a certain number of times. And I've heard that other unis they have to do the skills once. Some of the skills are just like once, and then they're done. They're signed off. Really? And I'm there being like, I've got to do like six cannulas. Yeah. And like try and find all the opportunities. Like that's not a hard one. Yeah. But like when you've got to try and. Oh, it's not hard. No. no. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. It's not hard. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's not hard to get six cannulas because you just go down to A and E. But to to get three catheters. That's hard. It's gonna be hard. Yeah. Like you're sticking a latex tube up someone's urethra. And like you got to do that three times, like it's a pretty personal one, and especially for like the first person you do it on, how are you supposed? You, you can't really. How do you? How do you introduce that? Because you had to do it, didn't you? Yeah, I had to do it. Um, you got any? You got any tips there? <laughs> <laughs> have you not done one yet? I've not done a catheter yet. No, really? you've done your urology placement, have you? I have. Yeah, oh, yeah. But I had my catheters done. Like I had the the sign off like halfway through. Yes, I had, I actually did it on my cardiology uh, block. There was just what? there was just someone um on the ward. Yeah. And um sorry, renal. It was renal. Someone on the mm. ward and um the F one doctor said to me, Oh, do you need to do catheters? I was like, Yeah. Uh, like, have you done one before? I was like, No. So um I'm just <laughs> like, Yeah, like, so every time someone asks me, Can you do something? I'm like, Yes, like I can do it. Just yeah, to yeah, appear yeah. like confident. Yeah. You don't appear like you can't do it. I, I know what you mean. It's like, can you take blood from this person? Yeah, of course. And they've got, like, got like, no veins <laughs> in them. I'm like, Yeah, 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 fine, yeah. Um so I went <laughs> in, yeah, and obviously like like did it but like with help from the f1 yeah yeah um but this guy like he he had prostate problems um in the past so um he was like he uh, he seemed like he was quite used to the pain so the patient had prostate cancer i don't think they had prostate cancer i think they had bph uh, benign uh, prostatic hyperplasia so essentially the prostate uh, becomes big um so it seemed like they were used to like all the catheters and so um, i definitely wasn't doing it right (laughs) but they weren't complaining so um yeah, that, that was my first time and sort of unexpected. Um, the other one I had later on in the year was like in a TWOC clinic. So like a trial without catheter clinic. I love that name, man. I just It's, it's nice, a, isn't it? Yeah. It reminds me of um, some Star Wars thing. I don't know. <laughs> what are the, the TWOCs? Is it like a... There's like, the Ewoks. Like Ewoks, yeah. Ewoks, the little <laughs> forest <laughs> men. The yeah, the Endor, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just like the little, the little forest bears. Yeah, yeah. so I, I got them done, the rest done over there. Um, yeah, that's where um, what's his name? The um, who? The, the 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 dwarf who's in everything. 
Huh? What's his name? Oh, it's Star Wars. No, you know the dwarf who's in everything. What's his name? I don't know. No, you do know his name. Wait, you talk about Yoda? No, not Yoda. No, there's a dwarf. Graham, is it Graham something? Oh, don't ask me. I have no idea. Warwick Davis. Oh, Warwick Davis. Davis. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's one of, he's one of the, um, he's one of the little uh, people on the moons of Endor. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah, so, um, that's catheters, but yeah. that's, that's like fourth year for us. Yeah. So if I take you back to third year. Take you back to third year. Yeah, I remember, actually, my first exposure to clinical skills was in second year. Oh. When I was at my GP placement. Right. And we got to practice taking blood from each other. Really? Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. Do you remember we had, like, one oh, session? Oh, my days, yeah. We got to take blood for half an hour. Have I reminded you of something? This, this is not in your <laughs> notes that you've written. Usher's got a little pad of notes of, like, things to, to, like, prompt us because at this point we can't remember anything. So uh, we've basically been prompted. Now, I really appreciate it because I, I wouldn't have any structure otherwise. Yeah, so, so go on. What happened in that? I remember taking ugh, this guy. This guy took blood from me, and he did it quite well. And he like had a practice doing it before. And I was like, oh, "Cool, cool." And I, uh, I then had a go on him taking blood. Yeah. And then I didn't get it the first time. Yeah. And then I was like, "Can I have another go?" And he's just like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> you get it on someone and else. And then some not? other people came into the room. They'd just been talking to a patient. They, other people came into the room, and the doctor was like, "Ah." Oh, can uh, can Tom take some blood from you? And they're like, no. yeah, go on oh, then. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, go on then. And I managed to take blood from both oh, of them the first time. Flex. So yeah, flex. but I okay. Uh, this is gonna sound proper med, but butterflies oh, or no. uh, right. okay, explain, explain. Okay, so basically, there's two ways of taking blood. There's this one way which is just incredibly difficult, and is basically a needle straight, and then like you have to support the needle. Yeah. It's really hard to explain. We need we need some photos, but. Yeah. Uh, you have to support the needle. If you, wh- what's it called? Um, what? It's not vacutainer. That's the name of the, the tube, isn't it? Yeah. But just, just say the needle, and then you have yeah. the syringe. Yeah. And then yeah, and you you have to put like the tube directly onto the needle, so it's all like very close to the patient's arm. Whereas there's this other way called like butterfly, and like the needle is a lot thinner, and it's just easier to put into patients' veins. But apparently, the load's more expensive, so that they hate us using it. Yeah. Like not us using it, but like anyone using Even it because they cost like. The other things cost like ten p. <laughs> These cost like a quid per use. Really? So, uh, it really adds up, yeah. But um, it makes it so much easier to take blood. Yeah, it is a lot easier. Mm. But going back to that second year thing, oh. there's two, two, there's two things. So one, someone yeah. else was taking blood on, uh, so it was like a couple of other people. The other person just had a fat bruise on their arm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, didn't manage to take blood. Just had a fat bruise. Oh dear. Um, and like our housemate as well yeah um, oh yeah I remember yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Someone, someone took blood from him and I think they hit in his biceps tendon <laughs> so <laughs> which is quite funny uh, I, I'll reiterate this is all done under close supervision yeah we, yeah, we, yeah, wouldn't, yeah we wouldn't learn otherwise he's alright um, yeah, he's, he's alright now he can still yeah. flex so that's yeah. fine yeah you're giving, giving the game away as to who he is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You're a surprise guest on another <laughs> episode <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> But yeah, all they've done was close supervision. But I, I feel like if you don't learn like how to do it and you don't practice on patients, you're never going to learn. Like, no. You can't just learn just practicing on this fake arm because they used to give us, like, I think even first year, I got to practice on a fake arm. Yeah, no, I only got it in third year. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, like, taking blood. Yeah. I only got to practice in first year and it's like this fake arm. And it was just like a little pad, probably like six inches by about four inches. 
and you could see where the veins were because there's yeah. so many holes yeah, yeah, yeah. where so many other people have tried that if you go anywhere near there, yeah. you're getting the blood. Yeah, yeah. Whereas on a real patient, like you just see a fat bruise from the blood like, taken last I found time. wherever I stuck the needle in this arm, I just always <laughs> get blood. I'm like, <laughs> like there's just the veins whole everywhere. thing is just like blood. Yeah. Yeah. I I, had, I went to a phleb clinic the first time, so a phlebotomy clinic, so um, where they just take blood out. Yeah, and um. Went to this patient and and uh, the nurse said, "Oh, can can you take can um can you take blood?" Yeah. And then um, the patient was like, "Yeah." So I went in and went with the needle, and then the patient was just like, "Ow, ow!" And I was just like, "Oh no, am I doing something wrong? We're doing something wrong." And this patient, okay, my first ever patient. <laughs> Was just taking the mick, like he was just like, oh no, it didn't hurt. I was just, I was trying to put you off. But I'm just like, mate, like, <laughs> this nurse has told you it's my first time taking blood. Like, what are you doing, man? Oh, <laughs> like, leave dear. me alone. Um, so you do get those kind of patients. Quite, that was quite funny. That's like I can just imagine you as a little third year getting proper scared. Man, I was that. so scared. I was like, this guy, like, I remember the bruise from second year. If I give this guy like another bruise, oh, you got bruised? No, no, no. But I saw someone in my group oh, who got bruised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. I had that the other day, actually. Um, I took blood from someone, and they were like, ow, ow, ow. And I was like, you're in pain? Like, really? Like, do you want me to stop? They're like, no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I was like okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. You just, uh, honestly, I feel like when you're taking blood from people, you have the weirdest conversations with them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, pass the time. I think, it's kind yeah. of, weirdly, it's quite a personal thing, because you're taking blood from someone, but and you don't, often you don't know the person that well. You might have seen them on like, the ward round earlier, but you've got to... Um, you, yeah, you kind of got to pass time because often if you're there taking like five bottles of blood, you're going to be there for like a minute just taking well, blood. Well, a lot of the time the patients... You don't want like um, silence. The patients... Yeah. Sometimes the patients stay there for a long period of time. They're used to like people getting blood. Yeah. Um. So they'll come in and then you'll come in to take blood from them and they'll be like, oh, like you come here to take my blood or other people have tried and they just show you their arm where like all the other places <laughs> where the people have tried to take blood from them. Their arm is just a blue. <laughs> yeah, their arm is literally just blue. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, it's awful. And then, then and then the the doctors come up to you, but like, it's a great learning. Yeah, opportunity. it's a great learning opportunity. I'm like, I mean, it is, it is, like it genuinely, because this is what we're going to be doing when we're foundation doctors is like bleeding the people that other people can't bleed. Yeah, if you yeah. don't get it though, really, it does does dent the uh, dent the old. It confidence. does, <laughs> it does. Yeah, um, I don't think I've had that with blood. I've had it with cannulas before. Like, really? Yeah, we'll get onto that a bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah cannulas. Like, proper, are, I proper, are yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, we'll get onto that later. Um. But yeah, like, taking blood's a weird one. Like I've had, I've had some weird, weird kind of conversations with patients. I remember, one lady was predicting my future. Really? Uh, as I was taking blood. What did from she her. say? She was just asking how old I was, and it, I feel like a common one you get is, "God, doctors are so young these days." I don't know if yeah. you've had that. No, I mean people people don't think I'm a, do- a medical student, <laughs> so like obviously they're gonna say I'm young. Oh, it's, what do you mean? I mean, from a couple of episodes yeah. ago, I watched that boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what did she say? She's predicting my future. Yeah. What questions? Uh, it wasn't questions. I was being told what's going to happen in my future. Oh. I was told how many kids I was going to have. Right. Go and have a guess. Three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was told I was going to have three kids. Okay. Yeah. What else? How, how many boys? How many girls? Do you reckon? Two boys, one girl. Yeah, you're bang really? on, man. You can predict my future too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. It was a bit weird though. Like I was just there taking blood, and did you get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was fine. It was fine. But like, it's just those conversations. It's just like. I feel like it's a bit awkward for like both sides, and you like sometimes you just say things like past time, like "Oh, where are you from?" Like, I'm just from down the road. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like difficult. You know, some patients really don't want to talk, and you get that vibe straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like I've said, I'm like, "Oh, where are you from?" And they're like, 
down the road and you're like okay don't yeah, that. Yeah, I'm right, like, I'm I'll just, take I'll, the blood I'll, I'll take the blood and I'll leave because I know you're like proper uncomfortable here yeah, yeah. you got to read the room yeah but, but it, some patients like love to cover it up by like talking like loads and loads and loads you're like what am I being told here yeah yeah, I, I mean, I've been quite lucky that all the patients I've sort of taken blood with, they've been okay with needles. Mm. I mean, a few of them are scared of needles, and you're just like, oh, no, please. Like, one, I'm a medical student just taking blood from you. Yeah. Can you, like, it's, it's a lot harder if they're, if they're scared as well. I had to wake someone up the other day to take blood from you. Yeah, them. oh, my God, that's horrible. <laughs> that's so horrible. What's happened to you? So, like, I, like you try and wake them up, but they don't wake up. <laughs> and you're, you're, like, proper, I don't really want to shake them too much. So, I'm just like, uh, can you please wake up? Like, like hello, hello, hello. Like, um, they wake up. And then you go back to the nurses and be like, "This." And then the nurse comes over, and just shakes, <laughs> shakes them like so hard, and then they're just like, "Oh!" <laughs> like, they're like, "What's so hard about that?" I'm like, well, I never really want to shake them. Like, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a weird one because, and then the patients are a bit dazed, aren't they? And you kind of got to give them a few minutes to come round. Yeah, and you're just there in like all your PPE. I'm ready to take blood. You're and ready to take blood. Just like, What's the No. Yeah. You just you're wasting all of the yeah. all of that time. Yeah. It's a common one to help out the junior doctors. It's a nice thing to do. Like, if a junior doctor finds you, like, a good case, yeah. I feel like they've always got so many bloods to do that it's a common one. Like, you should be like, oh, do you need bloods doing? Because also, yeah. it's a good skill for you, but it means that you're helping reduce yeah, their yeah, workload take a few yeah. jobs off of them, yeah. which, is, which is good to do. Yeah, I mean, so, like, in, in third year and fourth year and fifth year, we have these, like, um, logbooks, these, cl- like, passports kind of thing. Yeah. So we have a list of skills that we need to do a certain number of times. So one is, like, taking blood. Other is, like, doing ECGs, yeah. um, doing observations, so temperature, SATs, um, like, blood pressure. Those. There's some strange ones, though, because, like, I remember when we were, like, pre clin you have to take blood pressure manually, and it's an important skill to know, like how to take blood pressure yeah. manually. Yeah. But since second year, we've never had to do blood pressure manually. We have to get signed off. I like, had to do it last year. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my um, GP yeah. practice, um, the doctor was like, "Oh, can you uh, just take this patient's blood pressure?" And it was a manual. Um, blood oh really? Pressure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listening for those Korotkov sounds. Honestly, isn't it? yeah. How'd you do? Did you get it all right? I mean, I got it all right, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was quite high, so I was just like, "Was that right?" <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Just check again. Yeah. Yeah, it's like um, often there's typos and you're like, is the patient's uh, blood pressure really 210 or is it 120? Yeah, yeah, yeah honestly. Yeah. honestly, I don't, want, I don't want to get that bit wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because then you're like, and the, st- the doctor starts getting a bit confused being like, God, is it really that high? Yeah. Yeah. But you do feel a bit like the weak chain. You know, if you can't do a skill, you feel like the proper weak chain because the doctor goes, you can do a skill, right? You're like, yeah, 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 it's fine. And you actually have done quite a few beforehand. Yeah. So like taking blood or like cannulas or whatever. And... Um, and then you go and take it, you walk away really confident, and you're like, oh no. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to go and ask someone else, or you're just slowing down. That's the worst down. bit, because yeah. like, one of my first placements <coughs> in fourth year was renal. Um, yeah. So people with kidney problems, they tend to be quite dehydrated anyway, yeah. so it's quite hard to uh, to see the veins and to like yeah. feel the veins. So um, a lot of the time it was difficult, and maybe if I didn't get it, and you come outside and you're just like, they're, they're like, oh, did you get it then? I'm just like, uh, <laughs> no, no. No, I, no, I did not. I knew it was sorry. Not, yeah. Can you come back with me and show me how to do what it? What year please? are you in? Uh, fourth year. Oh, oh, so. Oh, so <laughs> you'll be a doctor in two years. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. It's the classic, uh. classic answer. Um but yeah, so I mean, there's so many skills that I just sort of listed them off. Yeah, yeah, but I was saying about blood pressure. Weirdly, we have to get a sign off. Like it's like observations, so like putting blood pressure cuffs in people's arms. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose it's an important skill to do, but it's a it's a strange one. I'm surprised. That, now I've said it, they're going to make us do it manually. But um, I find it strange though because we we get to, we got tested doing it manually. Yeah, 
I remember when we had an exam in preclinical years, yeah, yeah. but we haven't had to do it manually since. And yeah. I feel like doing it manually often can be more accurate than putting the uh, the cuff on people. Well, I mean, because sometimes the cuff's big, too big or too small. Yeah. And, but yeah. also it depends on the competency of the person doing it. Whereas yeah, a machine is just automated, isn't it? It's a good point. Yeah. Mm. So the skills that I sort of listed off, mm. sometimes it can be difficult to try and find those opportunities. Yeah. Um, you you often go searching for them. But yeah, I, I mean, even like I, today, like today, I was like bloods because a lot of people when they're on psychiatry are on medications which uh, are there to help with psychosis or other problems, and they have to be monitored quite closely. Um, and so often that involves taking blood tests, sometimes up to about once a week. Yep. Sometimes even more. And so, particularly when they started, and so that means that often you've got people who are quite severely mentally disordered and you've got to take blood from them yeah it's, it's a pretty si- tricky situation i didn't actually see any blood being taken but i was thinking about it because they were going well, we've got to take blood from this person they're quite acutely unwell and yeah. you really appreciate how, how difficult you potentially person might have to be restrained in order to take blood from them yeah which makes it more difficult especially if someone's all like clenched up and it's difficult to get blood from them because they're all agitated that's, that's tough yeah yeah because you just shut down periphery don't you when you get really agitated like that yeah so it's a it's a really difficult one and I was just hoping that I was there and I wasn't asked to do it myself. I was just being like, please don't ask me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. No, they didn't. No, 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 no. No. Yeah. no, no chance they're asking me. Have you struggled to find any skills in the past? I mean, how, how, are, you doing, how, are, you do, how are you doing this year? Have I'm you... doing all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right. They've changed it online this year. So there's like this nifty little app that you can look at. Oh, yeah. Which is, um, I felt like such an old man with all the young years teaching me how to use it. I was like, oh, it's paper back in my day. And like trying yeah, to get it. was like two it. years ago, bro. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, <clears throat> but there's some things which are a bit weird. Um, and you have to go at certain times. Like I found like giving people subcut injections. Oh my word. Which is like an injection into their subcutaneous tissue. You have to what well, like you have to get certain times for like people when they're having like diabetes. Yep. Or they're having a noxparum, which is like blood thinners. So you go to like the surgical wards. Yep. You find patients having like blood thinners. But you have to hang around till six o'clock, don't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, so you basically yeah. hang around till six and you get them all done in one. Yeah, that's like, the thing though. You do it for one day and you you'll get it signed. And then you get like six skills done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's good. I, I remember so, when... Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But you can also... Also, for like IMs, I don't think we have to do them this year, but that was quite a difficult one to do. So intramuscular injections. Yeah. Because you have to give people jabs, don't you? Like vaccinations. Or what other things would you do? Uh, flu jabs. Is it flu jabs? You can. There's other things you can do as well, aren't there? Yeah, I mean, I just got them done at my GP practice. Yeah, I remember giving people like jabs. Yeah, yeah flu jabs. That's how I did it. It's a weird one. And there's, I mean, there's some things that you can like easily do at each rotation, like otoscopy, so looking at people's ears. You can easily do that when you're in ENT. Yeah. But there's some things like swabs, like taking nose, throat yeah. swabs. I'm like, some are a bit you, rogue. Where do you specifically find to do that? I mean, it's not like tropical medicine. Where, like, <laughs> where are you going to do that? You have to kind of get there when a patient arrives. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In order to swab them for like MRSA and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So somewhere you have to go... To very specific places in hospital. I feel like it's like med school. They go, I'm going to make you understand the whole hospital by the time you leave. Because you have to go to all these little... Yeah. Ni- it's good, it's good, actually. Um, in a, in a, the hospital by the time that you're um, by the time that you're done. But, but it's like, quite good. Yeah, you, some, yeah, like some of them, like ophthalmoscopy, you, you're doing your ophthalmology rotation. Yeah, yeah. Others, yeah. like, there's a few that sort of combine into one. So you have setting up an IV infusion, mixing up drugs. You can all get that done in And then doing the cannula. And so, doing the cannula. So if well. you've got to give someone fluids from like scratch, you put the cannula in, you flush the cannula, then you mix up the fluids 
and then you mix up maybe a drug to go into them like antibiotics potentially someone's septic and then you can give them the fluid with the antibiotics in yeah, you get three. It's like you've got to be. You can do like three birds with one stone, kind of, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you have to stand there waiting for the person to sign you off for three skills on this little little app. But it's like the. I always say it's like the worst delivery because they've got to stand there and just like sign this thing. Three yeah, it's times. awful. It's awful. It's like when someone comes to like an Amazon delivery and they're like, they're busy doing other things. They just got like scribble on your phone. And like they have three. to sign each individual thing off. Yeah, so they, like you like it, it takes them ages. They can't sure. can't it's be three and one. I put everyone's names in. And I just get them to actually just put their signature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've learned. I've learned. But, but you were saying, um, you asked me about the first time that I took blood. Yeah. And you said about the first time you took blood. Yeah. Was that was that the, the very first? time? That was the very blood? first time in third year that I took yeah. blood. Um, the very first time I did a cannula. Yeah. Was also towards the end of third year. Yeah. Um, and that time. So once you put the cannula in, you have to you have to flush the cannula just to see if you put it in. The which right basically place. involves to people who are non-medical getting a syringe full of saline, which is like slightly salty water, and then pressing it into the cannula to make sure the cannula is in the vein. Because if it's in the if it's in like muscle or like fat, yeah. then the the water will just create a bump. Yeah. I mean, it won't it won't hurt anyone, but it will just create a bump. So you essentially um put these like uh, empty the, the syringe out of saline and if it goes through smoothly then you're sort of like okay it's, it's in mm-hmm. um if there's a bit of resistance then y- you're probably in the wrong place or in a valve yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so this so i didn't actually put the syringe on like properly oh, no. <laughs> so when i went oh, to flush dear. it it went all over the patient they were soaked it went all over me all of the patient <laughs> and, uh, oh, that was that so that was so embarrassing like honestly i had that before I, I had it once where um, the patient, uh, the doctor was like, can you get me a bag of like a litre of, um, of Hartman's and set it up? I was so like enthusiastically stabbed the thing, but I had the bag hanging down and I stabbed through and I stabbed through the plastic as well and the whole bag going everywhere and there was just like, there's water like everywhere. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean... At that time, you are just like, why am I here? I'm such an inconvenience. Like, yeah, I'm just I, so in the way. But you feel that a lot with clinical skills. Like, I definitely find that. Or you get really hyped up and you hype yourself up. You're like, I'm going to get all my ECGs done. Yeah. And you go down to ECG and then you're like, can I do an ECG? Yeah, can I see, yeah. <laughs> They're all done already. <laughs> <laughs> They're all done when you get here at 7 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, oh great. Yeah. Um, but there came a time where I, I honestly could not find a cannula, could not find a catheter. So... Um, Oh, you d- you did it a proper smart way. Yeah, well, it wasn't me. It was, it was an F1, if you yeah. told me. A doctor, junior doctor was just like, do you know what? You might not be able to find one. Like, it, it's kind of luck when you sort of find one. So what you should do is go to each ward and um, just write down your number and um, put it on a piece of paper and just say, if there's a cannula or a catheter that comes up, just text me. So I went to like five Advertising or six. All your Honestly, I just yeah. went to five, six different wards um, in this hospital. It was quite a small hospital. And I think yeah. I was like one of the only students there um, and just said, if you have a catheter or a cannula, just text me on like WhatsApp or whatever. <laughs> so uh, I'll, get, I'll be getting like a uh, text from like these different doctors saying there's a cannula, there's a catheter here. You can come and do it. So which was quite a good, good quite a good way. And I'd never thought Decent. of that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I'd recommend that to everyone if they're struggling to get all their... I think I'm actually that with my... Um, catheters. Catheters, yeah. yeah. I've kind of befriended all the junior doctors, like the old medsoc president. Um, I I kind of befriended him at one point. Yeah. And um, because of that, I, um, I I kind of got in with him when I was on urology, and uh, he said, "Oh, you're the old medsoc president." He went, "Oh, you know me." And then uh, <laughs> he gave me a lot of skills, so I'm, I'm grateful for that. But um, 
yeah, still no catheters, still waiting. Yeah. But yeah, no, I. The problem is though, when you really hype yourself up, like this is the next point on our little list, isn't it? L- list of embarrassing moments to talk about is um. Basically, I'd really hype myself up. <laughs> I really hyped myself up. I was on anaesthetics, and the the anaesthetist was like, "Oh yeah, uh, I'll let you I'll let you put some cannulas in. Like, just let me know how you are." I was like, "Yeah, yeah I'm fine. Like, I've done loads, oh, no. and I had done quite a few. Yeah. Like, I'd probably done like that, like." That year, which was, I mean, in this year, so fourth year, I've probably done like 15 already. Like, I've done oh quite a few. Word, yeah. I've done quite a few. <laughs> Don't waste that old my word. I've done quite a few. And then I went, yeah, yeah, I'm fine like doing them. I actually don't think I've missed one up to that point. And then, obviously, I went up to the patient. Missed. Lovely, plump, juicy vein to like cannulate. Completely missed. <laughs> I was like, how have I managed that? <laughs> And they're like, yeah, you've gone too deep. I was like, oh no. Yeah. It's not even like I missed onto the side. Like I've gone, yeah. Is it, when they ask you, like, are you, are you confident taking? You can't exactly say no, can you? Like, if they say no, yeah, like, if you say no, and the patient's just there, like, well, I don't want to take yeah, it yeah, from me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's happened every time they ask me the question. I'm like, yes. Yeah. I was just thinking that I've definitely had the same thing as you. You know, where you put the syringe on and yeah. you can flush it through. Yeah. yeah honestly. Through it, or at least you get a so leak. So embarrassing. Because you have to like proper push them on, like twist them. It's quite difficult, isn't it? It is actually yeah, quite difficult. But I remember the first cannula I put in, I was really, really excited. And it was on... Um, patients often have like really, really long infusions for certain problems um, where they're done over hours. And so they don't need a really fat cannula. So like a really wide bore cannula. They can often have really, really thin ones. And I got really excited that I put this first cannula in. And it was a yellow cannula. So to you, yeah, instantly, that's like a pediatric cannula. It's like the thinnest cannula. For children, yeah. <laughs> for, for children. Yeah, yeah. Well done, Tom. It's <laughs> a children's cannula with an adult. But yeah, they're so, so thin. And the patient was like, oh, I didn't feel anything. I was like, I really hyped myself up. I was like, oh, I've done it really well then. I realized oh, it's a children's cannula. Oh, dear. Adult. Oh, yeah. dear. Yeah. Um, that was my first ever memory. But then there's so many skills. And sometimes they can, some of them are quite difficult and you usually have one session on like a model. So like, for example, catheters yeah. or even like cannulas, whatever. And then you're signed off. Then you're signed off. Then you're free to go on the wards and do it on a patient. Yeah. So uh, is there a particular skill or skills that you've been like nervous to do the first time or? I was a bit nervous. Yeah, genuinely. I was a bit nervous going back and doing ECGs. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So like with blood tests on people who are psychotic, often people have to have ECGs done quite regularly because some of the antipsychotic medications can mess around with people's hearts. And something that I was really nervous about and actually experienced a bit was um, putting an ECG on a person who is, is, is quite unwell and also uh, on, on women as well because it's, it's, it's a sensitive issue yeah. because when you're putting an ECG, when you're putting the leads on people, uh, on most ladies, you have to ask them to move their breast out of the way. Yeah. Or... Um, you you often need chaperones as well when you're in that kind of situation, and it is it's sensitive because you've got to you often you have to ask them to move their breasts, and you've got to put some quite quite firm stickers on, which yep. you then have to pull off, and it can be a bit uncomfortable. And I remember just going through and being quite quite nervous, having to to put ECGs like leads on um, patients who were had mental disorders and who were ladies. It was on it was on a women's ward. Yeah, and yeah. It, um. It's it's very easy to do it on a on a on a man, I think. Not very easy, but it's easier to do it on a man, and particularly someone like myself who's quite skinny. You can find all the spaces because you want to put them in particular places. You can find that quite easily, but on a on a patient who's who's quite unwell, they they might they might not kind of 
kind of they might not want you to do it and you have to kind of step back and be like yeah fair enough i'm not going to do it like and if they if they ask and they want i want the doctor to do it you've got to fully accept that yeah. i think that's a big thing with clinical skills yeah if, if the patient doesn't want you to do it you can't just go well i'm going to be a doctor you've got so no right do to, to do a clinical skill you, you have to get consent from them yeah. and um it, it's actually it's a real is it's a it's a real responsibility that you're given and it's 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 a lot of trust that patients give you and go yeah i'm more than happy for you to take blood from my arm happy to put stickers on like me. Would, you, would you want a medical student taking blood from you or putting a canyon would you mind now i probably wouldn't yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a bit difficult because it depends what year they're in, like. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want a uh, medical student taking blood from me for the first time. No, no. Um, because I know what we're like. Like it's difficult, and I, it makes me sound really derogatory towards depression. I mean, yeah, I I'd say I wouldn't, but you've also you've got to learn, learn somewhere. Yeah. And if I'm there, and you could really throw a, a med student off if you go no. Imagine it's their first time taking blood. I think you really throw someone off. So I probably would. Yeah. I thought probably would through kind of like gritted teeth yeah. to try and make them feel more confident because it works both ways, doesn't it? You've got to be patient in the doctor and the doctor's kind of got to be confident in themselves. So um, that's that's a lot of the responses that I get whenever I'm doing something for the first time. The patient's always like, oh, you've got to learn somehow, haven't you? And yeah, so and I think patients can tell when you're nervous. So if you're genuinely nervous and you're sweating and you're coming, you won't do as well. It's got to be kind of an air of confidence about you which is why we have the simulations but still it's so different doing a simulation versus doing it on a real patient yeah so do you so we're talking about like having skills done on us for the first time and kind of like i would i would let them do it eventually but uh do you have any tips for people um doing skills for the first time Tips for missing cannulas. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I did. Yeah. I did the other week. Yeah, cheers. Like, I mean, listen, like, I'm, I'm no expert. And uh, like to be honest with you, I, it's one of the things I actually want to improve in fifth year, like um, the clinical skills, spend more time in the wards improving. Yeah. Them. Um, but, but that is uh, kind of the first point. I think find a nice sort of junior doctor f1 yeah. that is honestly the best thing ever so you can f- shadow a junior doctor they're very happy to, to yeah. um supervise you to do these um clinical skills i actually remember the uh friend of mine their their sibling worked as a junior doctor and i, I kind of like found out and yeah. just by chance i was on the same ward yeah. as them like that was my base ward and ended up being like shown how to do all these skills it just made me feel a lot more comfortable yeah so because i think finding a good like good teacher junior doctor is a really good and because one. like there's only a couple of years difference age-wise mm. between you guys yeah. so it, the, the, like they know what position you're in you're more relate it's more relatable for them Definitely. even though they're a doctor um and so if you find that they will do their best to teach you tell you all the little tips and tricks yeah, um, yeah. whereas compared to maybe like um i don't know like a consultant whoever who i think they're often in clinic more of the time they're not doing the skills on the ward no but even so on the much. ward rounds they'll be like oh this pe- this patient needs that can you do that can you do that so, yeah 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 uh, sometimes You're they'll say wrong. that um so yeah i think that's the first thing um go on the wards um shadow uh, doctors and don't be re- afraid to fail man like um <laughs> i failed a I lot mean, yeah <laughs> we're, we're all gonna do it and it's, it's the only way you learn is if you if you fail a cannula once or twice or whatever that's the only way you're going to learn is doing it again and getting it right and knowing what to change like i remember the doctor uh, when i failed the other week and the doctor was like well you didn't tether the skin yeah and you didn't hold the skin to make the vein straight and yeah. so because of that you weren't able to feel and get that tactile feedback from when you're doing it yeah and so that's something that i've learned and that will stick with me because i failed that cannula yeah which meant that i now remember why i failed it and yeah. i think Often it's a, it's a big thing. I think with with med school in general, people go through a lot of the time in passing exams and being really high flying. And what I've realised is that if you ask questions that you think are stupid, you're going to learn. 
Like there's yeah. no stupid questions. And in the, in the same way, if you do something and get it wrong, as long as you're not harming someone or putting someone in danger, you're gonna you're gonna learn as well. And that's a really important thing. Do not be afraid to fail. I mean, yeah. Be be competent in be competent and be confident in your competency. Yeah. But you you shouldn't be afraid to fail. And, and like let's let's take a skill like taking blood. Mm. There's quite a lot of steps to it. I feel um, like that's the one that people are most afraid of. Like people, I think so. I people think are not typically afraid of putting ECG leads on someone, but they're often afraid of taking blood from someone because for some reason it feels a lot more personal, doesn't it? Well, I mean, for us as well, that's the first major kind of clinical skill. That it you is. Do. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And then there's a lot of steps in it where you do it for the first time. Like you need to clean the skin, like find mm. the vein, put the tourniquet on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look for flashback. So there's a lot of steps which kind of become second nature once you do more and more mm. you don't need to think about it as much yeah, yeah, yeah um so that's why practice 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 and you can only practice on a fake arm for so long and mm. um you can't really practice because well, when you practice on a fake arm you know where all the places are after a couple of tries and whereas on a patient yeah. all the veins are in different places and you right? might not need you might not take it from um usually it's the um sort of crease in between your forearm and yeah. um the your upper arm the anti-cubital fossa yeah. uh, but sometimes you, like a lot of the times i take it from the hand um, or yeah i find particularly on patients where they've had a lot of blood taken from their ACF, their antecubital fossa, it's often easier to take from the back of the hand. Yeah. And that's often my, uh, my go-to. And you look at our veins, <laughs> the moment it would be so easy to bleed. Yeah. Whereas uh, it's not the case because often people are in hospital for a number of health conditions. And so because of that, they're intrinsically hard to bleed, which makes it even, even tougher. So you maybe take it as a confidence, though, that you're learning from the toughest people to bleed so it can only be easier. Yeah. And that's one way of looking at it. But... Um, yeah, I think I think stay within your limits though, importantly, just as importantly as being confident and being competent in your own abilities. If you're not comfortable in doing something, don't do it. Hundred percent. Because you don't want to put a patient at risk. Yeah. You don't wanna you don't wanna um harm someone and you don't want it to uh lead to either harm to yourself or them because that's the worst thing that could happen. Going in, trying to be confident but not being competent. Yeah. Which is why I always, always, when I'm doing skills again, so like when I was doing ECGs for the first time and I said I was a bit nervous, I went and read about, like read about them and read about where to put the leads, yeah. how to treat yeah. men and women differently when you're putting the leads. Obviously not when you're, obviously you treat everyone the same with respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each patient, but where to put the leads differently. And I even asked the doctor, I went, what should I do about this? And they went, oh, do this, do this. Because it's far better having that conversation before you walk in on a patient and you have quite a personal conversation about, for example, like ECGs and some of breast tissue. Yeah. When you're in front of the patient, it's just not so appropriate. And really. because for you, like these skills are, uh, sometimes <coughs> you can view them as sort of, um, you need to do these skills for your logbook. Whereas in fact, these skills are, these are skills helping. These skills are what make you, make you be a good doctor. And, and yeah. they're helping like the management of the patient. Like it's actually yeah. for the patient. So yeah. Um, you need to do it properly and and like like you said like there are, you don't have a right to do these things so if you are going to do them it can be really cool though getting involved i remember being in third year i was around the time of your birthday so it's kind of this time last this time two years ago yeah uh yeah ashwin ashwin's now 23 he's a, he's a big boy quiet, um yeah. and um i remember getting involved on quite uh i was with the anesthetics team for some reason uh even though you don't get placed that's particularly anywhere in in third year i was just I'm interested in surgeries, but I was just in theatre and I, I couldn't go into the operation because it was quite a big operation. Ended up with being, the, being with the anaesthetics team and they were like, oh, can you mix this for us? Can you do that for us? And they were like, they were showing me how to do it all and like showing me and they're like, You're, you, like we really need like as many people on, on deck here. And um, actually it wasn't, it, w- it wouldn't be around the time of your birthday. It would have been uh, in, in January. Right. 
um and um yeah it was it was just really good to get involved because you feel like a proper part of the team yeah and it's I, I really enjoyed that and i felt like i'm actually going to be a doctor yeah when i was there in theater and i was mixing up drugs people and they're like oh can you can you grab this for me can you mix this up like yeah give this amount of this through the um through the cannula and just just being there even when like the, the patient was um being put to sleep and stuff like that and you you feel involved now like, oh can you grab me this can you grab me that yeah um and you feel you feel involved when you can do some skills the more skills you can do the more you feel like a doctor yeah 100%. it's quite nice 100%. yeah i was gonna say actually what i've realized is um my dad uh, said beforehand that uh the banter was a bit one-sided and i was roasting you a bit so it's quite nice because i probably failed more skills than you for you to uh, give me a little roast this episode <laughs> <laughs> genuine feedback okay it's like really enjoying the podcast tom but uh your last episode you're a bit mean to us for weren't you i don't know what you said mm. what did you, i have no idea what you said i don't said. know it's just, just yeah yeah i don't maybe know. I was. Maybe, maybe maybe i was maybe i was um it's all right, it's not like that most of the time. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's usually the other way around, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually the problem. Uh, it's like you and uh, you and our you and our housemate just uh, just roasting. It's all right, me. I'll let you have these thirty minutes. They seem to lo- honestly seem to love scaring me around the house, like jumping out on me, like getting jumped. Dude, I nearly fell me. over the other day. Oh really? Like he scared me. I literally the door saved me. I was gonna fall back and like crack my head open. <laughs> I think old people used to live in our house though as well. Yeah. Because there's like proper railings on it. I think there's some railings by the loo. Honestly, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so if you fall over, you can get back up again quite easily. Um, <laughs> right. So um, clinical skills wise, you, you said yep. that you, um, before a clinical skill that you read up on it. So, yeah, so my, my my top three tips would be make sure you're always competent. So reading up and any particular resources that you would I find recommend. Geeky Medic's quite useful. Geeky, Geeky Medic's Geeky is very Medic's good. app as well. You can't get everything on the app. So sometimes you have to go on your phone and go on the website. But I find, yeah, being competent is really important. Um, finding uh, an F1 or a junior doctor who's really useful to show you the ropes for at least for the first few times, kind of going around and doing those skills. And also not fearing failure is really important. So obviously being competent, like I said before, is tip number one. But my third tip is not fearing failure and being able to go in there and have some confidence in yourself to, to do the skill right. Because it you, you do worse if you don't feel confident. Yeah. What about you? Have you got any more tips from that? Uh, I mean, just to add to the resources, like Geeky Medics have got, um, obviously they've got a good website as well mm. and they've got a link to good YouTube videos as well. And I, I know we didn't talk about examinations. They've got uh, videos to like good examinations, yeah. um, even like taking blood, cannulation, yeah, like, yeah, cancers. Yeah. So watching those um, as well, but like you can only watch so many videos. I think um, a lot of it does come down to the practice that you do uh, on the wards. Um, others are like there's some like clinical skills handbooks as well they're also quite good um they go through in a systematic kind of way um but like you said man i think i think the main one is just is just practice 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 yeah um and and you probably won't feel very comfortable the first time but i think the more you go on to award let's say you go on there and there's no clinical skills the more you come back the more you're a familiar face the more people will be willing to offer you clinical skills um because they see your your keenness and your willingness to get involved um so that's all my main tips um yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And I think there's some great resources out there to make yourself feel more comfortable. You'll often have simulation sessions. I mean, you will have simulation sessions you have to get signed off for. But there's often resources out there that can help you or videos that you can watch yeah. uh, that help you like with cannulation or yeah. uh, or taking blood. Or, or like we know we said last time in the patients episode uh, where you can go with someone 
um, like one of your peers, like to to go and like take a history. It's the same with clinical skills. If yeah. if someone's like so more confident, more competent, you can go with them, and and sometimes they can explain it to you in a it's way, a good way of doing it. which yeah, yeah. which you understand it a lot better. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that, that's what happened to me actually. Um, last year, someone who was sort of better than me at, at skills, um, I'd go with them and see what they do. They'd explain it to me in a way in which like maybe a doctor can't because they can't relate to you on that sort of level. Yeah, fair enough. I think that's a good point to. Uh, to wrap up on the episode so thank you very much once again guys for listening it's really appreciated if you could follow us on spotify or give us a rating on apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate that if you want to follow us we're at medtime stories podcast on instagram at medtime stories on twitter and also our gmail is stories.medtime at gmail.com so once again thanks for listening and we'll speak soon